0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Real Estate with Howard Drew Karsh. For those who don't know me, I'm one of the co-founders, along with Arthur Bartram and Ron Petticord, of Canada's largest independent brokerage with over 5,400 agents. I've also, in my career, been on the board of directors of the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board. I've been on the board of directors of the Real Estate Council of Ontario, RICO, the the registrar um, for... um, all all the agents in the province, and I sit on the board of the company I co-founded. If you're interested in finding out more about me, our first episode called Intro is all about me and my background and how did I get to where I am today. This is not your typical real estate podcast. Uh, We'll be interviewing real estate agents, brokers, uh, developers, builders, uh, people who market pre-construction, media people, lawyers, finance people, and people not necessarily in the real estate field, but are just fascinating because of their career and their life. The one thing all of the people, all of our guests have in common is that they have all had a trajectory that didn't go straight up, and they found a way to overcome setbacks, rejection, failures, roadblocks, and keep going. And and for that, they make very interesting stories, and I know that our audience loves to hear about these people. My own background is I was a real estate agent for 20 years, Uh, before getting involved with this company that I started. And then uh, as we grew, I would manage different branch offices. Uh, Then for a few years, I was also a broker of record and president. And one of the things that's really important in the uh, brokerage business is the the agents, the people that you hire. And uh, my role was meeting with, uh, interviewing and hiring people um, from when I started with the company. And over the time that I was uh, involved with the company, I hired over 1,000 people. What I found interesting is the ability to kind of look at um, people when they came in, new people um, with enthusiasm or just a spark. <clears throat> my gut feeling was they'll do well. And I kind of based it on what I what I hired them as an agent. Then there were people transferring from other brands, well-known brands that were um, around a lot longer than us. And that was just really flattering because these people left a brand and joined our brand, which was newer, but they left it because they saw more value in our company. So that's my my history in the business. Um, Today's guest, I'm gonna read a little bit about his background then I'll introduce you. Um, He started in real estate uh, 37 years ago to the date. We found that out prior to uh, the recording. Um, He has uh, been involved with Toronto's first rent-to-own residence called the Chelsea at Bayview and Shepherd. Uh, That was in 2003. Uh, He's also, and this I think is really impressive because I know these projects. He's the leading salesperson for Daniels. And now you know the company he's with. Their master plan communities there's the Toronto Region Park, there's the Mississauga City Center, and there's Daniels Waterfront, uh, all of which are incredibly um, big. And, and, uh, and uh, uh, the reputation of this company is so outstanding that I know these are going to be terrific and, and well sought after developments. So now I'm going to introduce you to Dominic Tampa. Dominic, welcome to our program. Welcome to our podcast. Great to be here. You know, I talked a bit about you, and we're going to get a little bit more into your, your own background, but one of the things that uh, I think the uh, the audience would, would be really fascinated by is how does, how does Daniels um, uh, differentiate uh, from other um, developers? Um, I know the reputation is stellar, so um, you're probably, as vice president of sales, you're probably the right person to ask, so um, why don't you tell us a bit about Daniels? As well. For sure.
1: Uh, Daniels is a very unique company. And uh, as a developer, I think that there's there's no one out there who has the same mindset and framework that, that we have. And this is part of why I was just so happy to become part of this company. Our president and CEO, Mitchell Cohen, has as part of one of the most important parts of who we are is social responsibility. And we're, we are all about community building and you know, for, for Mitchell, one of the things that he's so passionate about is to, to, to try to make sure that affordable housing is something that every person has a right to. And when you take a look at what Daniels has done over the last 36 years since, since its inception, so much of what we do involves in, in both creating great communities to live in, but also trying to, to, to create affordable housing opportunities. And we've done it through so many different venues uh, uh, recently with, with uh, in affordable rental, with a partnership with Woodgreen Green and, and Sun Life in the city where we've made uh, affordable rental units available in our great region park community. That was just announced uh, last week. Um, but we've also, in every community we build, we try to create an opportunity for Habitat for Humanity and have a few uh, homes available for Habitat for Humanity. I believe, Howard, that's how you and I first met was your involvement with Habitat for Humanity. And, and one of our partners and my good friend, Martin Blake, was, I believe, on the board with you um, and introduced the two of us uh, through that. Um, so our, it, that's been our, our real focus. Obviously, it, it, over the last 36 years, we, we built we built uh, over thirty thousand homes, so we've you know we've got a lot of experience. What you know, what's unique about Daniels, and you mentioned the scope with some of the communities that uh, that we've been involved with, and what one of our uh, our our really strong points is in is in master planning and and building more than just uh, one building in, that that's uh, a condominium in 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 one area, but actually completely building out a, a, a full community and that 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 involves uh, you know the level of of uh, talent that we have that's able to do that to take it from development right through to completion is really really incredible and i think very few developers out there have that um, you know when you take a look at communities like region park that we've done 53 acres of the 69 acre revitalization we're we're very proud of that and and uh, you mentioned that Chelsea at up at uh, Bayview and Shepherd um, and I always like that that's one of my favorites just because it was the first uh, complete building that I ever took charge of in terms of leading the sales for it but what well, but it really was exactly what Daniels is all about trying to find new ways to make housing affordable and that was the first time any developer had ever done an actual entire building as rental and we're part of the tenant's rent was going towards the down payment to purchase their suite. So um, we're, these are all the type of innovative ways we try to find to make housing affordable. We also have our first home communities where we build them before we go on sale. And then when we go on sale, we go. We, we also have an incredible deposit program where they're able to put down 5% instead of the typical 20% that you have to pay with a, a typical new home purchase. So. It, it's it's been part of who we are and what makes us so unique that social responsibility, and again, you know Mitchell Mitchell's quest really to make housing affordable to everybody uh, is is infused in everything that the Daniels Corporation does.
0: I know that when when I was uh, um, involved with Habitat um we had an event at a restaurant that, that uh is a part of the development um at uh, at the region park area and i remember there was a unique story for that what was the name of that restaurant
1: uh, you probably were at the paint box bistro that was it
0: yeah paint box bistro and and there's some unique story about the people that work there is that am i correct
1: well, there, it, it, it's all. It was all part of it was how we tried to create employment opportunities for people who live in Regent ah, Park. Okay, and it, it involved a lot more than just uh, the you know, paintbox box bistro, but also the construction team uh, recruited locally. Ah. We had within our in our presentation center, our sales office you know, on my team, uh, people working on our team who uh, lived in Regent Park. So it it was a again it was part of our approach was that we wanted the whole community to be part of this and to benefit from it um and you know the the bistro and bringing a restaurant in Re- region park at this stage you know where we've done uh, we were we're in phase three of the of the revitalization so now you're seeing a lot of retail there But mm-hmm. the paint box bistro came in early right. uh, at a time where there really was no commercial in Regent park and we we sold the first uh, condominium in Regent Park. It was called One Cold Condominium right at the corner of Parliament and Dundas. This goes back to, I believe it was spring of 2009. Mm. And at that time, there, had, there hadn't been a bank in Regent Park for I don't know how many years. There hadn't been a grocery store. And, you know, this was the part of our, if you want to build livable communities, these are all integral parts of what you need. You need to be able to be walking distance to shopping, to, to go to a bank, to, a coffee shop. It hadn't been a coffee shop in there. We, Tim Hortons was was the first signed up, and is is still there, and has been very successful. But uh, so yeah, that, uh, that's part of our approach. We want to create employment opportunities that are local. We also, uh, you know, in 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 our new condominiums, we also try to create opportunities for local artists. So we try to yeah. use local art uh, in our in our amenity spaces, in our lobbies, and that. So. Our whole concept is 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 in building community and giving back to community and giving opportunities for people in the community.
0: I think it's such a you know it's such a, um, uh, a terrific way to to be in business. I mean it's you know you know everybody's of course in business for a profit, but to be able to include you know community benefits, um, you know it just I think you get a lot of respect from not only the community but outside communities as well. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention, and um, because occasionally I'll be, you know, if I'm traveling um, north and south in the city, is I'll, I'll take River Street. And, you know, when, when this development started, uh, it, it's hard to imagine, unless you've seen it, the scope of how many buildings. And, and, I, and as I go up and down there now, I see how, how it's getting to completion. But was it, at, was it at one point one of the largest uh, urban developments in North America?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it, the, the total size of the the Regent Park footprint is sixty nine acres. Jeez, um, wow. And it, in terms of size, you're absolutely right. It, it's uh, the, one of the largest um, urban areas in, in in North America that's gone through the revitalization like this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this was a this was really significant. And if you take a look at at it prior to, to the start of the revitalization and today what you really see is just how much more animated the community is and, and just a lot of it has to do with uh, and, and it's 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 not just obviously it's not just Daniels it's a city it's the community members it's uh, the people uh, of Regent Park are, are just so fantastic in being involved in the community and, and taking pride in the community it's just so wonderful to see but the the infrastructure that's gone in, things like the annual spectrum having a, a a performance space in in Regent Park and, and something that helps to promote local artists was 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 really just a great thing. And then this and the city of Toronto putting in a new indoor pool that hadn't been done for about twenty years in the city of Toronto. It's a, a fantastic pool and a new six acre park. So it was more than just buildings, and and that's really. What we try to do in every community we work in, we see, we look way beyond putting up beautiful uh, buildings, and and yeah, we're proud of the buildings we build. We I think you know we, what's also unique about Daniels is it's our own construction company. A lot of developers, people don't realize is that they're they're doing the development and sales, but they're not actually building it. They're selling it, and then they're contracting out the work. With Daniels, you are you are dealing with the Daniels person who's got interest in this from the moment you walk into a sales office right until you move in. It's all been built by Daniels and it's Daniels employees from beginning to end so we take a lot of pride in, in what we do in the quality of the work we do in terms of our construction but we also uh, have always this major focus of anywhere we, we're going to, to, to uh, build a, a new residence we also focus on, on trying to do something for the community.
0: Well, you know, as you talk about it, and I, I knew about the, the region Park, I didn't know about the other two projects, but the fact that you're leading all three uh, projects and that you've set aside time <laughs> to talk to me today is very impressive. Because, you know, if people are building one project, that's that's time-consuming. And, and uh, you know, uh, I guess I, I guess because, you know, having been in the real estate business for so long, uh, I always felt there was something about Daniels that, that made it unique. And, and, and you've explained it. I mean, you've explained the... Uh, you know, the construction company and, and, and this community benefits you do. So, so thanks for sharing that with me and for the, for the viewers who are gonna see this podcast. I think it's great to know more about the company. Um, the reason I wanted to have you here was also because we did, we did meet a number of years ago and I thought it'd be interesting uh, for people to meet you, the person, not just the uh, senior salesperson at Daniel. So um, one of the things I found with most people is the influences of family. Um, so in terms of your um, background, uh, how influential would, would family have been in, in your life? Um,
1: I, I was very close to, I, I came from a family of five. Mm-hmm. I was the youngest of, of five. So there were some really huge age gaps in my family. Um my brother that I was closest to was ten years. He's passed away since, but he's ten years old. He was ten years older than me, but we were very close. My my father passed away when I was a child, and mm-hmm. and so he kind of became that uh, that person who 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 inspired me, uh, and and that's really why I got into real estate. Uh, he was he was in real estate, uh, and I hang out with him as you know i'd be a teenager i'd hang out with him see what he was doing and, and it just it, it was a lot of interest to me and 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 that's really why i, I went into real estate i i had just finished high school been working for about a year and thought you know i i looked like i was about 15 but i haven't <laughs> got my license and uh said hey you know if, if my older brother can do this so can i and i was excited about it and uh i i dived right in at the age of 21.
0: Well, Dominic, you look like about 16 now, so so
1: it hasn't been a huge change.
0: <laughs> very <laughs> youthful looking. Well, thank
1: you. I do I do appreciate that very kind lie. <laughs> okay. No,
0: it's not so much a lie. What about this? You know, everybody has big influences in their career. What would be um, for your career, what were the importance of persistence, luck, and and of course hard work?
1: Um yeah, you're absolutely right. When you, when you take a look at it, you know, when you start to look back and you know, as, as you said, I've been in the business for 37 years, but it was, there was ups and downs when, when as I mentioned, when I started with, at, at the age of 21, get, getting business was was very challenging. You, know, you you had to create credibility and looking at someone who looked like a kid wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had a lot of uh, challenging years in the first, you know, four or five years where it was, it was really really hard to establish that and i kept at it I, I again i always credit my my older brother who always was he was a very uh positive person and he was he was he'd, he'd always give me I, I was always reading self-help books and that was because of him and he was giving me you know the uh you know the the never quit and and you you just keep going and, and you know never feel sorry for yourself when things aren't aren't going well and and you know in the, in the beginning I, I there was too many times when there was you know a, a lot of month left at the end of the money mm-hmm. and uh, but I didn't didn't uh, didn't give up and then you, you know it, the funny thing is just time, sometimes you look at the timing of, of your own career and then to what's happening with the overall world and economics um, just as my career was starting to do well we hit that very deep recession mm-hmm. in the early 90s when home prices did a very significant drop and we had a couple of years that were really really hard in the industry, and, and you you lived through that as well, and you, you know that certain, you know it was it was a tough time in the industry, and it was tough to, to frankly just to make a living at that time for about a couple of years when prices had dropped. Um, so that hit me right at that time, and the, the the one thing I'd say about it, and 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 I struggled through it like everybody else, but it actually made me better at what I what I do. It it really. It really taught me that with at that time i was self-employed and, and when you taught me that being self-employed doesn't mean that you don't you shouldn't be having fixed working hours and and, spend, and have your schedule and stick to it uh that's what i really learned at that time was that there's there's nothing that replaces getting up every morning get up early be organized and stay with the program and and don't don't quit just because it's not working right at the beginning because you've got to see it all through so in many ways that the, the, what I, what I experienced through, through that was, was the, was just keep going regardless of, of how challenging things can be. Um, And, and eventually, you know, once we kind of got through the worst of that, that recession, things just picked up from there and I created all the right habits and uh, had the confidence that, that no matter what happened in my business career, that I that I could meet meet whatever challenges were there.
0: Listen, I I lived through that as you did, and and uh, uh, it, a lot of people couldn't sustain for whatever reason. And I always felt anybody that made it through the uh, you know the nineteen eighty nine early nineties, you know, they really wanted to be in real estate because that was really the most challenging time for me, and obviously for many people. So I, I do I do understand that. What about the aspect of let's call it luck in your career? How important would luck have been if it was?
1: Um, so, sometimes it's. just, I would say in many ways, I, the luck in the sense of meeting the right people at the right, right. time, for instance. And mm-hmm. and you know when I met when I started working with Daniels, it was really through work I was already ready doing, and um, and the luck of meeting people that saw things the same way as i do i mean i i often say and 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 i think sometimes people doubt that i mean this but i really do is i don't think i could work for any other developer but daniels because part of why why i i joined with daniels and became part of their team was because they really represented so much of what i believed in Mm -hmm. and you know it for me it just dates back right from. From you know, from youth, I mentioned earlier that my father passed away when I was quite young. I was only nine years old, and you know, my mother had you know five children, and it was it was not an easy time for us. And so I grew up knowing what it was like not being in a position where you would have any of the niceties. I was we struggled through throughout my childhood and and, and teen years, and and of course when I got into real estate, the struggle continued because it was it was a challenging business to. To really grow in, so I always believed that what I wanted to be part of was helping to create opportunities for people who were working hard and who were, who just needed a needed a chance, needed someone to help them out to f- to find a way to improve their to to improve their lives. And when when I saw what Daniels was doing in 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 so many different ways that you know we talked about earlier, I just knew I wanted to be part of that, and and that's why. Uh, when, you know, that first building I did with Daniels was uh, the, the Chelsea at Baby When Shepherd, a uh, uh, eight story, 128 suite building. But every single suite in that building we did is rent-owned. And I can't tell you just how fantastic it felt with each and every one of those uh, people who couldn't believe that they were able to actually save for a down payment while they were renting and actually end up buying the home that they were renting in that manner. And it was so rewarding that I knew for sure that that was the right place to be because Daniel's just was so behind that, that community. And, and when we did that, we were all talking like, what else can we do? What other ways can we help make uh, homes affordable? And, you know, again, we've talked about their about first home communities, which are so incredible because of the opportunities they give first time buyers to get into home ownership. But that was really, um, That was really the the basis of of what made me be so attracted to Daniels and I think it's luck that you know we we met you know I met key people as actually Martin Blake uh, that that you know well one of the partners um that at that time that uh we 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 saw things in the same way and 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 again it's it's really when when you look at Daniels it is Mitchell Cohen and, and his philosophy but what he what his philosophy is I believed so strongly and well before I met Daniels that it just felt so right.
0: Well, it's so, it's so invigorating to hear, you know, the, the, the connection you have with the company. It, you know, a lot of people aren't fortunate enough to get that. I mean, it does make life easier when you vibrate with the way the company vibrates and it's uh, the satisfaction that you've been getting. I think, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's great to hear this because I think a lot of people haven't been fortunate enough to find that, that match. And, uh, and and you have. Um, I wanted to ask this as well, um, because you did start off as a, a residential salesperson. Obviously, now you're in new construction. If someone were to ask you a young new agent about uh, getting into the, the real estate business, and you may already get these questions anyway, but what sort of advice would you give or have you given about real estate when when a younger person asks you?
1: I always tell people to, to go into it with the idea, you know, a lot of people think go into it with the idea, Oh, I'm going to be, there are misconceptions of what it is to be self-employed, right? I mean, if you're going into the resale and in particular, you're going to be, you're running a small business and a lot of people look at it from a standpoint of wouldn't, isn't it going to be cool to, to have my own time to, and they're thinking that they're they're going to have all this time off. And I, I always take it from the approach of be prepared for what it will really take to be successful. And that means you're probably going to work twice as many hours than if you had a a, 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 job where you were going to going in, clocking in and leaving after eight hours, you're going to be working all the time. And the other thing is, is to, to, to be do treat it as a job in the sense that schedule yourself, that was, I was in my first few years when I got into real estate, and I'm sure other people have, who, are, who are in the industry feel the same way. That's probably the biggest mistake most of us made is you, you didn't schedule. You didn't say from 9 to 11, I'm going to call prospects. And from this time, I'm going to do that. You kind, of, you kind of would wing it based on what you had on the go at the time. And it's impossible to be successful in this industry if that's how you're doing it. If you want to be in this industry for the long haul, You've got to schedule yourself. You have to have self-discipline. It's an absolute mandatory part of your personality. If you want to do well, you've got to have the discipline because there's not going to be anyone there telling you, go do this, go do that. The only person telling you to do that has to be you. So that's what I would tell people to do. And I I really think that resale is a great way to get into the industry, even if later on you you change the direction you go in like I did. Uh, Because that's what really... It 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 really gives you those lessons of, of how to run a business, of what you need to do to be successful in real estate. It gets it helps you to learn how to communicate well with people and how to build relationships. So I think that that resale is a great way to uh, to, to get into the industry. And of course, for ma- for many people, re- resale is where they're going to stay in and, and thrive and enjoy. Uh, in in my case, I went towards anew because it was something that uh, an opportunity that I just as I mentioned earlier, it just felt like such a perfect fit that I couldn't say no to it. Um, but that—that that, those are the things I'd say is go into it and, and be honest with yourself and, and be honest with yourself of why you're getting into it. If it's only, if you're saying to yourself, oh, I hear real estate agents make a lot of money. I hear that from a lot of people. Oh, you guys are making all kinds of money. Well, actually the average real estate agent isn't making that much money, uh, but it is a great, you can make a really Incredible income if you if you if you set your mind to it, but you have to put out the effort. Like it like is in everything in life. Very few things come for free. You've got to put the effort in. But if you put the effort in, it's so rewarding. But the other thing is is not to look at it just for money because if you're not really enjoying yourself, you'll never do well. And and you know one of the things that I I don't even feel like what I do is work. I, I I'm I'm so passionate about what we do and, and, and what Daniels represents and, and, and what we try to do for with people that I, I could, like I said, I could, can't imagine doing anything else. And if you don't feel that way about what you're doing, you'll never see that really huge success.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, one, of, one of the things I've always felt that wasn't really, uh, I mean, I agree with you. You know, you, you learn about discipline, you learn about prospecting, because that's the way you grow your business and you learn about being organized. You, you run a business where you're totally responsible for the success or failure. And that, that I think is, um, that's what you learn and you can translate that as you did into, into another career where you, I'm sure all the skills that you did as, as a residential real estate person, all those same skills you applied as a developer. Um, one of the things I think that wasn't, at least when I took my course, wasn't taught to new people was the aspect of rejection. <laughs> is that, you know, you don't, like you said, people go into real estate, they think, oh man, it's easy, you know, and I'll make a lot of money. Well, first off, you have to deal with a lot of rejection until you get there. So you have to be able to handle that. Um, this is kind of a funny story I'm gonna share with you. Uh, when I was uh, when I was more active in the company, when I was dealing with hiring uh, agents, whenever I'd get a young guy in, usually it was guys, and they would say to me, you know, you've been to business a long time, um, you've been successful. Um, you know, tell me what can I do to be successful as though there was a, you know, there was a, a simple answer. And I'd say to them, you know, if you really want to be really successful in real estate to go, yeah. I said, marry a developer's daughter. <laughs> Cause <laughs> that way you can assure yourself you will be successful. But <laughs> other, other than that, it's just, and I think you have to like what you do. I think because, uh, when I was selling prior to getting involved with this company, uh, I liked working with the clients I had. So if they called me at 11 at night, eight in the morning, on the weekends, it wasn't like, oh God, I don't wanna hear from these people. Yeah. And, and I think that's also important. Um, and, and things have changed. You know, technology is, has changed the way the business is run. But, um, but nevertheless, I think the most important thing is uh, you know, being um, intentional, being committed to your career. Um, recognizing its ups and downs, you know, as we both experienced at the end of uh, the 80s, beginning of 90s, uh, and just continue to look for business. It's as simple as that. And, and be authentic with your clients. You know, you, you'll get referrals. I, th- I tell people this all the time. You'll get referrals when people think you did a good job for them. It, they, yeah. You don't have to ask. They'll be telling everybody how happy they were with you. So, so that's my, uh, my take on, on the real estate industry. Uh, listen, we're almost at the end of, uh, and I know you're a busy guy, so I didn't want to take up too much time. But there is one question that I that I always find interesting. It was certainly for me; um, it, it gave me an aha moment. Um, uh, Dominic, if you could tell your twenty year old self something, uh, what would that be? <laughs>
1: Gosh, that's a great. That's a great question, and, and, and that, that's one to think about for quite a while. So I don't know if off the cuff I'm going to come up with anything brilliant on that. Okay,
0: that's fair um, enough. That's fair enough.
1: You know, when you look back, you know, in, in all in all that time, it's been quite a journey, and, and I, I think that I think a lesson for everybody is that it, it's never straight up. You know, there, there's there's you know, it doesn't matter how talented you are, how hard you work. You're going to have setbacks. And it's how you react at that time that will determine who you become. And most people think of it from a standpoint of the, of the only look at it from the ups. They, they, they're, they're looking forward to the ups. But it's the setbacks that create your character. And often those setbacks, if you respond to them well, turn into the opportunities that create your future life and, and so many, you know, help create your dreams. Um, so that's that, you know, that's the thing, you know, like I, uh, I, I like, I'm pretty straightforward about it. I didn't have a straight up career and I started, it was a struggle. I didn't, didn't, I came from a, from a, a family who struggled to, to, to pay the bills to, to, struggling to do the same thing when it first got into real estate. And it was, it was really, I think, looking back is that I i just say to that 20 year old, just keep going because that's, that's really what it's about. It's a like, general, you know, when, when the race is, is over, the pe- person who wins is the one who doesn't quit.
0: You just gave your 20 year old self great, great advice. So uh, you don't have to think about it anymore. I think that was, uh, that's as important as anything. Don't quit. So, Dominic, uh, I want to thank you for being a guest today. Um, you know, it—it it, uh, these are these podcasts are where I've met somebody through the business world, but we never had a chance to talk about the individual, which is why I wanted to have you on. Because I—I remember when I met you, I just thought, what a what a you know decent, refined, nice person. So thanks for joining us today. Um, you know, if you're available, I'd like to have you on again in the future sometime. Um, and. Uh, I want to wish you all the best with those three gigantic projects that are going on. I'll keep my eye out as I go up River Street.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you very much. It's really been a pleasure. It's been a lot of fun.
0: Thanks so much, Dominic. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We want to thank our guest today, Dominic Tampa, the Vice President of Sales of Daniels Corporation. And we also want to thank you, the viewers, for watching our podcast. If you're interested, you can reach us one of two ways. One is by email, info at rewithhd.com or on the net, rewithhd.com. We also would like to invite you to go to YouTube and subscribe. So for today, thank you for joining us. Please be safe, be kind, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you.